in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Here we are again. We are indeed back for another episode. Yes, this is episode seventy-one, Nora. Woohoo! Pretty good going, eh? Mm-hmm. But what's been going on with you? Well, I'm in the eighth month of my pregnancy here, which is nuts. And I really don't know what's going on in terms of, um, like, I haven't had a doctor's appointment since getting back from Europe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes hmm. I get the feeling that no one's really paying attention to, like, what's going on with me. But I feel totally fine, so I'm just going with it. Yeah, Nora just told me she's gonna go into labor in the office, so that's where we are right <laughs> I now. I might with, go that's, into that's, labor that's, on the show. <laughs> that's the planning, but, you know. <laughs> going to labor I, on the show. I don't want to sit at home like just staring at a wall all day. I'd rather, um, you know, just keep working until I don't know until just happens. Yeah, I understand. Well, it's the Chinese way to just sit around and just I don't know. I feel like feel sorry for yourself. Yeah, it's way. funny the way that they just stop everything as soon as they get mm-hmm. pregnant. We were having that discussion earlier this week about how it couldn't have been like that even 50 years ago, nope. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, because they were having multiple kids and they had a lot of work to Popping do. Popping them out in the fields, I would assume. Yeah, and so they couldn't have just had the same mentality that they do now where they literally, like, when you get pregnant here, the doc- the first thing the doctor said was, stop doing any exercise. Mm-hmm. And I was like... No. Yeah, it's not going to happen. (laughs) But no, it's funny because I feel fine. Like, I feel totally normal. Um, I just feel like there's, like, a watermelon stuffed up my shirt. But um, (laughs) I see these other pregnant women walking around who are, like, there's one in my building whose due date is literally one day before mine. Mm -hmm. So we're exactly the same. And she's, like, she's got her hands on her back and her legs all spread wide and she's waddling around yeah. like it looks just so uncomfortable they're like caricatures i think have you ever played the sims no well when a do they s- get knocked up in yeah the sims? yeah when a sim <laughs> gets pregnant like in the the like the later versions um it's very realistic and that's how the women walk around <laughs> they they're huge they have that that like their hands on like their waist and their back they're like yeah like their legs are really far apart like they're waddling <laughs> that's exactly what chinese women are like yeah which okay i understand that because like they tell you you know once a baby's like in position for delivery then it's obviously more painful to walk and stuff like that right. so i'm sure at some point i'll be waddling around so i don't want to speak too soon <laughs> but i'm talking about women who are like way 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 before mm-hmm. that because just because i think that they they've stopped exercising so they probably have a lot more aches and pains mm-hmm. that I don't know, than I do. But. Can I just totally change the subject? Yes. On, it's on exercise. <laughs> so I've started to take a new route to work, as you know. Oh, yeah. And so on my way to the bus, there's a gym. Uh, actually, this was on the way home yesterday afternoon. And the gym has, like, huge panes of glass, so you can see right inside. Yeah, they love to do that, don't yeah, they? <laughs> so I walked past... And there was about 10 um, treadmills in a row all together. And they're all, they're all women on the treadmills. Yeah. All the, so there's 10 women on 10 treadmills. One woman was running. Actually, 
genuinely running the others were just doing this a, like a video pathetic. for instagram I did, well it was like i was like in slow motion like as i walked past like my jaw must have just been like down at the floor jeans? and i was like what on earth is going on or were they no they were all you know Cause it's professionally like... kitted out you know how yeah. they get su- super serious and they've got all the proper gear on but then they're just walking <laughs> Yeah, I, I walk faster than that. You yeah. can't even call it walking. Yeah, I don't get that. And the gym memberships are not cheap. That's it. And That's it's like it. you make the effort to change your clothes, go to the gym, you know, make sure that because sometimes you have to wait for a treadmill and then you just walk on it. But they'll walk on it for like an hour and a half. That's the most aggravating part because when I go to the gym, if I'm on a treadmill, I'm unless it's a cool down or warm up. Right. I'm running, I'm using the treadmill, yeah, so I'm course. on there maybe maybe half an hour to do a run or something like that back in the day. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I get, got so annoyed with waiting for a treadmill because sometimes I would sit there waiting for 40 minutes while these women are walking at a snail's pace for an hour and a half. I'm like, what is the point That's of not you guys okay. coming in here? I don't know. And they get, like, personal trainers. Uh, like a friend of, okay, I'm going to go, this is a complete tangent, I apologize. So, <laughs> so a friend of mine, she started to go to the gym, she's Chinese, and, um, she, so she started to, like, uh, get a trainer who's, who had her do, uh, planks for, mm-hmm. like, 15 minutes. 15 uh, Yeah, minutes. like, I guess it was, like, on and off, like, mm-hmm. maybe 30 seconds and then on and off. And she now has, like, red, red scabs on her, just, oh. like, below her elbows. Like, it's pretty severe. I thought, that that can't be right. I don't know. And so she, she was telling me, oh, like, I feel, like, really good. And, um, you know, I'm running on the treadmill. So a couple of weeks ago, I was with her and her family in... Kaifeng and so there was me there was there was four of us and we'd gone to the bathroom together and uh they said oh let's have a race like we'd had a couple of drinks by this point so it was but it was outside we were going to like a public bathroom and we were like okay on your marks get set go and I was like oh my god these guys all go to the gym and I don't I mean I do at home but I don't I'm like I work out at home but I'm not see I don't tread go on a treadmill and I really hate running so I was like oh wow I have to take this seriously and so I set off and I, I realized that they were all behind me like so behind me that and and they were like whoa holly whoa whoa and I was like you wanted to rest didn't you like I thought you were being serious so that made me feel really good compared yeah. with all these people who go to the gym it's cute it's very cute in <laughs> it a was, way. yeah it was if you don't have to, if like, you're what? not like waiting for them to finish, if if they're not impeding on your workout, then it's just kind of funny and cute, and it's like, because they're like Chinese women are supposed to be really dainty, and you know they don't they have hard time carrying heavy things. Yeah. If I if I didn't feel so such like disdain for them like if i if i didn't look at them and think you're so pathetic sometimes <laughs> i would find them cute but there's part of me that just thinks like sort yourself out love yeah kind of as a woman you're like you <laughs> i know, i can't you're like come on guys yeah but on the other hand i do know pe- like chinese women who are like that and i somehow find them more appealing i don't know maybe it's just because i know them more or something mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> rant over sorry <laughs> cultural differences yeah. well so many things seem to have happened recently that have just made me think like 
what is going on? Yeah. I have seen, though, more and more proper... Because at the gyms now, when they hire female trainers... I have not seen a female trainer. No? no? Okay. So I've seen a oh, couple cool. that have been... You know, I mean, they're not, like, ripped. Like, you would see these big, buffy female trainers in the U.S., which, by the way, I like them as much as I like the pathetic Chinese wimps. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not really a fan of this, like, extreme on either right. side. Yeah, me neither. I just don't think it's very becoming of women. I know that sounds really sexist, but anyway. <laughs> um, so... But I do see, like, more and more who are, you know, they're properly in shape. Yeah. They can, you know, they can run mm-hmm. properly. Yes. And um, they look like they have some muscle and stuff like that. So maybe it's, maybe that's changing. I, I think it is, too. I'm seeing more people outside running. Like, mm-hmm. real running. Yeah. Not this silly, shuffling. flappy hand thing. Yeah, shuffling Shuffle. with the hands. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, and I saw a couple of guys running. But it was, it, the they weren't to me. They were running at, like completely the wrong time. Like the sun was hot, like was oh. high. It was red hot. Yeah. It was like lunchtime, and I thought, "You nutters! Why are you running in this heat?" But that's something <laughs> else. Training, training different. But they were running properly. Yeah, yeah. They're not particularly built for this kind of activity. I think, and mm. for swimming and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. But... Although didn't didn't China, the uh, China team do quite well in the Olympics for, for diving and swimming? There's yeah, a diving new, they tend to do really. There's well. a new Chinese hunk on the scene who's a swimmer, I believe. His oh, name yeah. fails me, but he made it in the news, and oh, everyone I think was I saying, saw "Oh him. wow, like he's so handsome." Oh, I think I saw him, and I I don't agree, but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, China. <laughs> Yeah, they're oh, gonna man, come after I'm us now. Today. <laughs> <laughs> it's the hormones. <laughs> I can blame everything on the hormones, right? Well, how about I cheer you up with a nice little review? Okay, how about that? Let's do it. All right, so this is from uh, Ding, aka Steve. I think I think it's Ding, uh, Ding. from the US USA. Um, I'm a resident of Wisconsin, USA. So Woo-hoo! maybe maybe you know each other. Maybe we do. How big's your state? <laughs> and listen to this show quite often. I love it. I always learn something new, mostly because I know very little about China. People from the UK and girls in general. <laughs> this made me giggle so much. So if you're like me and need to learn more on any of these three topics, give it a try. <laughs> I, I thought that was really nice. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> so um, we... Uh, I'm trying to remember when it was. Was it last week when we answered our beach question, or was it the week before? Oh, oh, I forget too. Anyway, recently, I think, we... yeah, I think it was episode sixty-nine when we answered Alex's question about beaches. Oh, okay, so two weeks. So Alex has finally arrived in Shenzhen. Oh, nice. And he sent us an email. So um, we gave him some like advice about. Uh, not just beaches, but he wanted to know if he would still get a job being so late in mm-hmm. the year. So he's, he said that, um, my technology stumbled over the Great Firewall a little, but I'm back <laughs> on track and only just listened to the beach culture episodes of Two White Chicks in China. I listened to it while wandering around some of the residential back alleys of the Futian district, which made for an interesting backdrop. <laughs> I definitely laughed out loud more than once. I totally want one of those full-body face keenies to wear while I go drink beer at the beach. <laughs> I think the turtle one would suit me well. Haha. <laughs> Send us a photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've mostly been acclimating a bit to China over the past couple of days. I'm staying at a hostel. 
uh, by the exhibition centre. No one saw me do my little air quotes there, but that's what I did. Because that's what he did. By the exhibition centre. Didn't even know there was one there. Uh, maybe it's just a small hotel maybe. or motel or something. Uh, everyone staying here is Chinese, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, I've looked over some job postings, and I'm going to start contacting people tomorrow. Uh, he goes on. He wants to know a little bit more about different strikes before he finds a job. Uh, so he, uh, just before we answer another question, he was wondering if we had any information about the different districts. Very, very briefly. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of sent him a couple of bits, but do you have any thoughts on where a young, I guess, single man might want to be? Yeah, for a young single man, I think Futian is probably the best place to be, yeah. just because you're in the middle of the action. Um, so... For those of you who are completely unfamiliar with Shenzhen, it has many districts, Mm -hmm. so be very careful when looking for jobs because some of those quote-unquote districts are far as far away from the city as Hong Kong. Yeah, farther probably. Yeah, or even farther, yeah. So Mm -hmm. the main districts that you'll want to be in is either um, Luohu, which is the farthest east, Futian, which is in the middle, or Nanshan, which is it as the far west. Um, and then within Nanshan, there's an area called Sheko, which is known with a lot of foreigners. It's very foreigner-friendly. Very, very. Mm-hmm. But it's more like families, so it's a, it's a very different vibe, and it's quite far from the center of the city. So yes. it's kind of like its own little world. Like, I don't really go out to Shekou no, very it's often. Like, it's quite a trek from Futian. Like, mm-hmm. if you, if you want to go over there, it's like an hour or so on the metro. Yeah, for me, it's like if I... I would rather live in Hong Kong than in Shekou. It's kind of a similar thing, because basically it's... They try to imitate Western lifestyle there, so very there's a so. lot of, like expat communities and like events Mm. and restaurants and stuff like that and so it's kind of like a pseudo western area absolutely and it's very expensive yeah it's quite expensive um so for me i wouldn't and i wouldn't recommend a single guy to live out there i mean i'm sure that there are quite a few single expat ladies there but i don't think as many as in futian yeah futian is a hub i think it's the i think it's the place where things are happening because mm-hmm. i think nanshan is quite pretty but i feel as though it's there's something more like slow about it yeah it is, it's a slower pace of life it's more it is it's more green it's mm. more spacious you can probably let's say outside of sheko but within nanshan district you can probably find a decently priced apartment oh definitely um, better than in Futian. So if you're strapped for cash what i did was so lohu is the most crowded area yes. and it's kind of like a little bit run down because it's it was yeah. like so lohu was the original center of Shen- shenzhen and it's it's basically expanded west from there mm. so lohu although it's um it's quite close to futian it's it's much cheaper than nanshan i would say yeah. but you'll you know you'll live in a smaller apartment um, but as a single person, I think Lohu would be just fine. I lived there for two and a half years, and I really liked it as an introduction to the city because mm-hmm. it was, like, so crowded, and there was just a lot going on, you know, like, yeah. Hua Chung Bay is over there, which is this, like, crazy electronics market, the KK building, which is now the second tallest building in the city, but it's 
um, massive building is over there. It's right near the border with Hong Kong, one of the borders. So it's, I thought it as a great introduction to the city just because there's a lot going on. I agree. It's very interesting. And there's, there are green areas over there mm-hmm. too, even though it's quite, it seems more like industrial, I suppose. There are lots of businesses and stuff, but then there are parks. Yeah. Popping up. There are parks and there are lots of clubs, but like mm-hmm. Chinese style clubs, which I think is a great introduction to Chinese culture too. Yeah, it's quite fun. Yeah, so I don't know. I personally, if I would do it all over again, I would still live in Lohu for the first oh, year yeah. or two. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And then I moved to Futian, which is slightly more spacious, um, but it's more expensive. Yeah. Uh, and it's in the center of everything. Everything. So you have Coco Park, which is the main like foreigner hangout in the center of the city. Um. But it's quite western, so so I don't know. It depends on what you're what you're going for. But I I would say either Lohu or Futian are suitable for a single guy. Nanshan is also okay. Like any of them are okay. Yeah. But I would I I would rather see you do at least a year or two in Futian or, or Lohu before like moving out to the burbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean. There are some, um, like these outer areas, you can get really cheap apartments, really nice apartments, um, and, and, and they seem like really tempting, mm-hmm. but you have to consider like the commute, I guess, yeah, into the centre, because no doubt you probably will want to be cause in the centre at some point, because probably if you make friends or whatever, or there's an event you want to go to, it's going to be in the middle of the city. Mm-hmm. I'd say try to be no farther than, like, 30 minutes via public transportation to Coco Park in any direction. So yeah. you can do south of, you can do south, you can do north, south, east, west. But um, I'd say that would be a pretty good, because if you use Coco Park as a focal point, that means you'll be in the cent like, near enough to the center where yeah. it'll be comfortable for you to get to any of the districts, basically. So, so that that'd be my suggestion. Yeah. Thank you. It Mom. also depends on what your goals are. Yeah. Like, if you're here to to save as much money as possible, then you can go on out to Bawan, which is one more district further west of Nanshan, where the rent is significantly cheaper, and you might be able to get a decent. So, if your goal is just to save, is to save as much money as possible while you're here, then you can obviously work in the outer districts. But if your goal is to like kind of assimilate and learn enjoy time. your time yeah well, and I enjoy i would say stay towards the center yeah. even though it is more expensive you'll figure it out i i almost feel like i'm sure this is not a very accurate uh statement but i almost feel like the money you save living out in the stick somewhere you're gonna inevitably spend on taxis mm. Because although, don't get me wrong, the metro lines are awesome in Shenzhen. And I know that in Bawan there, there are definitely new lines out there mm-hmm. um, making it easier. But on an evening and stuff, you're definitely going to need to take a cab back if you if you happen to go out. Mm-hmm. And they, that is going to cost you quite a bit. Yeah. We we travelled back from uh, Hohai the other, the other evening and it cost us 70 kwai. Oh, oh, yeah. geez. Like, I, I'm sure, I don't know if he like uh you know condos uh we did we certainly didn't realize until we got there but i could have sworn that it was 
you would have paid that much to come all the way from Shaco yeah. at one point. I'm surprised it was that much. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that he's here. Yeah. And yeah. He, 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 he finishes off and he says, uh, also, I hadn't listened to the second half of the Smells of China episode, <laughs> so I didn't know, but many congratulations to you on your wedding and to Nora on her pregnancy. So she, he had actually like written this to me. Um, it's kind, it's kind of funny. After having listened to you guys for so long, I almost feel like we're friends, even though I'm basically just a stranger to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, ima- I imagine many of your binge listeners can't help but feel the same. Oh. Hope both you ladies keep kicking ass. Cheers, Alex. <laughs> nice little that's great yeah that's great thanks alex yeah um i look forward to seeing you maybe we can meet him yeah he sent us another email um just to say that he he has a job interview oh um but yeah so we yeah we we can arrange to meet him i think good for him sounds good uh okay so here's our news article of the week uh Drunk driver asks police to touch up her her arrest photo with beauty app to make her look better. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, just before midnight one uh, one night last week, a young woman was pulled over by police in Xinjiang. Police asked her for a license. She didn't have it. And instead, tried to flat her way out of the ticket. <laughs> Atta girl. Instead, police asked her to perform a breathalyzer test to see if she had been drinking. At first, she used the old "don't exhale into the breathalyzer" trick. I don't know how you do that. Uh, before because a- you just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> before an officer impatiently informed her that they would gladly drive her to the hospital and have a blood test performed. Uh-huh. After that, the breathalyzer confirmed what everyone already knew. The woman had, in fact, been drinking. Police then began taking pictures for evidence. When they were taking pictures of her, she demanded that the officers use May Too, a popular photo editing app to make her look better. So I'm going to post the link to this article on our episode 71 page. There is a picture in the article of her doing a very typical Chinese girl pose, which is... Uh, like the peace thing, head cocked to the side. Like she's smiling. She's <laughs> I'm being like, arrested. yeah, I'm being arrested. Like cheese. <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. It's unbelievable. Awesome. Uh, I check that out. Funny, obviously, but also not funny if she hadn't have been stopped. <laughs> Couldn't. Might. Might. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so yeah. Drunk driving is never the answer, people. Well, it's funny. Uh, there was comments under this article. This is on the Shanghaiist. And people had, obviously, there was lots of sarcastic comments. And one of them was, what, it's illegal to drink drive in China? <laughs> I guess if you're in Xinjiang. Okay, so Xinjiang is, like, way out. I mean, it's super far west, northwest China. So it's kind of in the sticks. So probably it's a little bit. It's it's more like um, the Wild West, <laughs> I think. Oh. And I'm uh, actually let's because I'll talk a little bit more about that in right. our topic today. Okay. Well, well, let's get to it then. Um. So our question today comes Ian. Hey. So Ian. take it away. Hi, Holly and Nora. It's Ian from Chengdu. I have a question about. 
tourist destinations in China and places to visit? For example, uh, what are the places that you've been disappointed by and which places have you've been blown away? Uh, for example, I went to the Forbidden City a few years back and I found it pretty boring. Uh, I went to Lijiang in Yunnan. Uh, it's just like every other old town in China times 50 too many Chinese, uh, too many places selling tat. Uh, what are the places that you found that are really, really interesting? And what places would you like to visit? Uh, for example, I would like to go to Go in Sichuan, but because I am off during the summer holidays, I know that it will be really busy. Um, so I would, I, I'd really like to go, but I know there'll be too many people there. Um, yeah, so which places have been really good? Which places have been really bad? All right, bye. Okay. That's a great question. Mm -hmm. It's is. And it brings up a lot of different points, <laughs> as most of them do. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about different places that we've traveled in China and our opinion about those in previous episodes. Um, I just wanted to say, I just wanted to start by saying I think there's a big difference between um, like a first-time tourist and somebody who's been living here for a while. Right. Because um, when you're a first time, if you've never been to China before, then everything is going to be... Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, or at least, like, fascinating mm -hmm. or crazy to you. You know, it's just all eye candy. Yes. Even being in the most average Chinese city, just by virtue of it being in this country right. and being so different from everywhere else, it's going to be really amazing. Yes. So for those of you who are listening who haven't come to China before, like, I wouldn't stress out about, oh, you have to go to the best places. You're going to like wherever you go, I right. think, right. if you're interested, you know, if you have an interest in China. So, so I just wanted to say that first. But when you live here, I think it's a little bit different. I'm definitely not an expert when it comes to traveling in China. I haven't been to too many places. I've been to, like, the main... So I've done, like, Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou. I lived in Chengdu. And then I've been to Hainan a few times. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I really haven't done a whole lot of traveling in China. I, th I think you, you've traveled more than I have. I've been to some weird little places like Haifeng, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you've you've travelled a bit more than I have. Maybe, mm -hmm. and then of course Hong Kong and Macau, which yep. we've both done. Yep, um, more than once. Those are great, but yeah, that's a separate issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, as somebody, so Ian's obviously been here for a while. Mm -hmm. Um. And I completely can understand where he's coming from. That he, because it sounds like he's been kind of disappointed for with some of the places that he's been. Yeah. And I feel similar things, which is kind of why I haven't traveled more. Is I've also kind of been disappointed with some of the things that I've seen. Yeah. Like once you've seen, like the Forbidden City or the Summer Palace or whatever, a lot of those temples and old ancient sites start to look the same i agree i i my problem is is that there's not enough i don't feel like the information i have about those places satisfies me 
Hmm. I don't know if that sounds a bit strange. Like, if I, I, I really love history, but I feel like I go to these places, but it doesn't mean anything to me. Mm. I feel re- I often feel really guilty, like with the Summer Palace, for example. I was there and I was like, this is so dull. Like, I, I think I wasn't in a very good mood that day. <laughs> but I, I just like, I, what, like, give me something more than this. Like, it's just one, like, room after the other. Like, this doesn't mean anything to me. And I, I don't know, I felt, I don't necessarily feel that way. My disappointment more stems from the fact that, like, first of all, it's a pain in the butt to go, especially on a holiday, because it's Mm. so crowded. So for me, I don't enjoy, like, Chinese people like, okay, so we go to a coffee shop on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Mm -hmm. and Holly and I do, and we, there's always a line for waiting to, to take, like get your order taken yeah. and was it you that asked that because was it you that knew somebody who was managing the coffee shop somebody that mm-hmm. we knew 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 the person who was managing the coffee shop and asked them like why don't you just because it's three floors the coffee shop is three floors i said why don't you just open another cashier on the third floor oh. just so that there's not always a line and they said right. if there's no line then the chinese people won't come they like, they they feel better when other when like they have to fight to get right. like they like going places that are crowded. Actually, that makes a lot of sense hearing that because yesterday when we were meeting at that coffee shop, uh, I sent you a message because I arrived and there was no queue and I was mm. like yes, get in <laughs> like I can get there, I can order our drinks, it's great, I don't have to stand here for ages. As soon as I stood and sent you the message a swarm of people arrived yeah, all at once needed, like, and i was like where did you all come from one person now i have to wait uh yeah I, I think so yeah so i think they like they tend to like to be in where the action is and it's the same with restaurants you have restaurants like two two restaurants near each other which have similar quality of food mm-hmm. but if one's really busy then it will like some continue to be busy yeah. and if the other one is dead then it would continue to be dead mm. and i haven't figured out i feel like if i can figure out <laughs> what exactly yeah. sparks the initial herd mentality like maybe you just could become marketing. very rich <laughs> But yeah, they, they they like that. But personally, I don't like that. I Me feel neither. really stressed out because it's just not orderly. Like, I don't mind waiting in line, but I hate fighting for my... Like, if I'm standing in line and then a little old lady shoves in front of me, I find Which it really obnoxious happen. and stressful to be, like, to fight my way to get a ticket to enter these places. So that's that's like the start of it. Yeah. So that I don't like that. And anywhere famous that you visit in China is going to have some element of this like crowd. Absolutely. Nonsense. Plus people are going to be wanting to take your picture and it just kind of gets t- tiring after a while. In the beginning it's kind of fun, you know, it's it's a uh, it's novel, but yeah. Where's when you've been here for years it's like, okay, I really please I'm sorry, but I don't want my picture taken right now. Um and in those touristy places it happens way more often. And the second thing is they don't tend to be well maintained. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're okay. It's like one of our friends in China said, "In China, just okay is okay." Like they don't expect it to be excellent. excellent. They just expect it to be okay. 
And so that's, that's a mentality they take with their products, with their service, mm-hmm. with their, you know, it's just like, on the one hand, they, it's amazing how they're able to orchestrate all of, I mean, a billion people live here, like a billion and a half probably at this point. Yeah. It's insane. And they do a good job of keeping everything running. But there's very little, like, excellence when it comes to, like, tourist sites. I haven't been to any that I was like, that was excellent. Excellent, yeah. The beaches, the, you know, like, the service industry. I've never been to a restaurant here in China where I was like, oh, the service was was excellent. (laughs) Never. (laughs) No. It's always like, oh, it was okay. It It was was pretty good by Chinese standards. Yeah, uh, yeah, by standards. That's what we use. That foreigners stick on the end of everything. By Chinese standards, it was good. Yeah, yeah, we do, don't we? Yeah, because we have lower expectations. Which is sad, really. It's a bit sad, but I mean, that's the way... I mean, I don't think that's going to always be that way. I'm sure that's going to change in the future. But for now, it's just like they're still trying to figure everything out and just make everything function. Mm. So... It's so different going to, let's say, a a touristy place. Like, if you go to York, for example, in the UK, which is one of my favorite places I think that I've ever been Mm -hmm. in the world. And it's so breathtaking. Like, it's Mm. stunning. And obviously, like, lots of people come and go through there, but it feels so pristine. Like, they keep everything looking spectacular. I, I feel like it also has something to do with, like, respect. Mm-hmm. Because we've spoken a little bit previously about um, some of these like historical places being vandalized mm-hmm. and being disrespected in ways that we would never dream of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel as though we have res- I don't know. This is a terrible generalization, but I feel like we we have a bit more respect for for our places of historical importance. Mm-hmm. Like you wouldn't dream of carving your name like on the great wall of china or anything like that but those things happen yeah uh and i i personally can't get my head around those kinds of things well even at the like i totally agree with you you know even at the governmental level like the way that they keep things maintained here is so different Mm -hmm. because like there, if let's say in the Louvre and you have the Mona Lisa, obviously they're gonna hire a team of experts to like make sure the lighting is good and to keep it clean. And you know they have they put special attention on these historical relics and stuff. But in China, it's like when I went to like it's, let's say it's the Summer Palace. We'll go back to that in Beijing. You know they just caked on the paint yep. like it was just they slapped on another cheap layer of right. paint on top of everything Absolutely. and like. Oh, the walkways, the the stones that they were using were really cheap. And, like, you know, it just, it, it wasn't maintained in a very yeah. professional way. Yeah, I agree. You can't really tell what's... And that's when I said at the beginning, where I said, like, it didn't mean anything to me. My One of the biggest issues for me is that I don't know what's actually his, history and what they've done to sort of, like, cover up the fact that it's history. Mm. You know, like almost like they want to make it look good by, yeah, using paint and things on, uh, say, like they've got the, like, uh, big statues, you know, Mm -hmm. of like the, of gods. And you just think, like, this looks odd. Like, is this. It looks really kitschy. Yeah, it is kitschy. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what it is. Because they tend to just, like, throw, like, bright, brightly colored paint on it. And then you can see this, like, 
thick layers of paint. You know, they don't properly, like, restore... You know, if you... If in the West you would normally, like, use something some kind of solvent to strip the old paint and then maybe do some touch-up work and then repaint it using a similar paint that you would have u- that they would have found back then. Yeah. Like, they try to make it more historically accurate, but yeah. in China it's just like, oh, just go over to the local yeah. shop and grab a can of paint. But yeah, and just, I do feel like you sometimes You get these, like, farmers like just slapping it on, yeah. and then it's not even done, it's not even done very neatly. And yeah. stuff. So that's kind of disappointing. I, that's, like, for me... I find that to be disappointing. And I find that to be, like, everywhere. Yeah. But maybe that's this Chinese standard that we talk about. Like, maybe the t- Chinese tourists who go there don't expect to see anything more than that. That's, like, they're happy just to see, like, actually, I'm not really sure well, why they it looks good go. in the photos, you know. It always looks, because then it looks bright and stuff in the photos. And, and True. they, I mean, they're very proud. Of, that's the other thing is they're very proud of their history. Yeah, which I find ironic, to be honest. Yeah, that they'd be so proud of it, but then wouldn't they necessarily respect it. it. Yeah, because I've also seen, you know, you have these <laughs> people who are, they're visiting these places of historical importance, and then they're letting their kids, like, pee, pee on it. Yeah. On it and, yeah. Uh, or they throw their trash. or Yeah, or, or standing on things, like, or touching things. Like, you you commented about, like, the Mona Lisa. It's, you know, the, there's um, there are, like, barriers around it. You can't get within two meters of that thing. And, but that doesn't really exist here. Like, there are barriers, but people just ignore them. Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't go past that barrier because you know, like, this is a valuable piece of art. Like, everyone wants to see it, but there's, there doesn't seem to be, like, that sense of... Reverence. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's a nice word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but that being said, again, going back to, like, a first-time visitor versus someone who's been... Like, if you haven't been to any of those places, you should definitely go to some of them. Yeah. I've just been to enough where I've kind of had enough with those, like, typical, <laughs> yeah. you know, touristy sites mm-hmm. in China. And the same thing goes with the nature ones, which I also would put nature in quotations because you can't really get off the beaten path. In China, um, you have to, and I mean that like very literally, because they have paved roads and stairs on every mountain, by every river. It's so, um, it's not natural anymore. You can't really explore, you can't like take a hike where nobody has been walking before, where Mm -hmm. you're like, you know, your feet are crunching on the leaves and stuff. No, you have to follow the path. Um, pay the entrance fee. It's not wild at all. And a lot of times there's a lot of trash. Yeah. So a lot of the, the places that I imagine were stunningly beautiful. Like, I think uh, Ian men- mentioned Zhou Jai Go. Yeah. Which is supposed to be one of the most beautiful places in China. It's got, like, these... It's in Sichuan province, and it's got these um, colored pools where, like, the clay, the natural clay has kind of turned the water different colors. And indeed, it looks really stunning. And I haven't been there. But I'm afraid. I I just think I'll be, I'm just afraid that. Yeah, because it looks, of course, it looks stunning in the pictures, but I have a feeling that you get there and the transportation is going to be expensive. The food around the area is going to be expensive because they do a really good job of. Like any tourist places, they learn how to, like, get you, you know. And then I'm just afraid it's going to be, you're 
standing in a big crowd of people who are pushing and shoving you and there's trash everywhere and there's people smoking in your face and like you know it's just it's to me it's not that's not the way I want to enjoy nature so I'm a little bit jaded when it comes to like Mm. tourism in general in China yeah I just think it's a different it's a very different experience than anywhere else that I've been in the world Mm. like I remember like especially like South America is really wild and has a lot of really natural places and it was like you can you just take a map and you go yourself and you can go for hours and not see other people Mm -hmm. and that's to me that's how I like experiencing nature is it's a very personal thing but here it's like when you're you're loaded onto a bus with a hundred other people and then everybody gets off at the same time Mm -hmm. and they're pushing and shoving you and organized fun yeah organized fun and they're constantly talk like there's no silence Mm mm-hmm so, no. Oh. Yeah. I said before this episode to Holly, I'm afraid I'll be really disappointing to our <laughs> listeners out there. Yeah. Um. But I, I, I've had some, like, positive experiences, because I agree with everything you said. Um. Although I went to, in February, March, I we went with my parents to Xi'an and saw the Terracotta Warriors. Now, that place has a different feeling to the other touristy places I've yeah. been to and I felt like the 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 war, there was some like respect for what what was there mm. like they are trying to um uh what's the word um like put um the taken pieces of like the like the warriors and trying to like put them together so you can see what it what they would have looked like, but you can see there's been care and love and attention from like archaeologists who mm-hmm. have um, who have discovered these the warriors. I felt like maybe because it, maybe because there's been like outside influences, like maybe they've had Western um, archaeologists work with them. I don't I don't know, but there seems to be you can tell that they're, they're taking care of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, I I enjoyed. Mm, the terracotta warriors and maybe i mean this is also i'm aware of it too is like when i did my traveling it was when i first came to china more Mm. than than in recent years and so maybe i just went to all the wrong like maybe i just went all because i went to all the classic Mm -hmm. places like maybe some of those less visited by foreigner let's say less visited by foreigner places are more authentic so i'm fully aware i'm not an expert I am not an expert and I would love I would love it if people out there who are listening who have had a great travel experience in China would write and tell us about it because um I'd be interested to know and visit some more places that I haven't yeah. seen. I've had some great experience. Let's say like I feel I've had the most um fulfilling I think let's say tourism experiences when I've been this kind of like cultural tourist. So, what I mean by that is, um, for example, in Guangdong province, one time I went with my neighbor, who I've mentioned on the show before, who Mm -hmm. was this guy who was, like, super wealthy, but he lived in, like, a small (laughs) place. So, he was, like, driving a Lamborghini, and he's, like, got the crazy expensive watch and, like, the latest iPhone, but then he lives in this, like, tiny little Mm -hmm. crappy apartment next to mine. (laughs) Anyway, so we went and visited his hometown Mm -hmm. in Guangdong province, and I love that. Yeah. 
I loved it. Mm-hmm. It for I was it was more I find that way more fascinating than going to the typical tourist places. Yeah. So so seeing where he grew up, it was like this brand it was called Jeshi and it was um maybe two hours or two and a half hours from Shenzhen, but it was like this random small town in the middle of nowhere, which had nothing of necessary, like they have hot springs there, but other than that, there wasn't really anything of significance mm-hmm. there that would make people want to actually travel there as tourists. But I loved it because yeah. it was just so different from the big cities and the people were so... Like, his family, there were people, right. like, shouting at each other from the, you know, like, from the street, like, hey, mm-hmm. bring up some rice. And it was very, like, human. Yeah. So, at this kind of experience, like, maybe you can also touch on that, because you just recently have gone to yeah. somewhere similar, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. And actually, from your experience, um, Barrett and I went to... Um, with one of his friends to his hometown at Chinese New Year. Oh, yeah. Well, that was such a great experience. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree with you. It's so, like, you get to know people, and that's almost, like, more important than seeing these amazing, like, historical uh, places. You know, you, you just, you get to learn more about the people. I, I learned a lot of, a lot of, like, cultural things there that I probably would never have known otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are, and it's been more memorable to me, I think. Yeah, Yeah, to me, those are more, if you can find, so if you're already living here and you have Chinese friends, I would recommend, like, trying to go to their hometown or, you know, having having a more uh, just down-to-earth experience. I think it'll be much more Mm -hmm. insightful and uh, fun. I think it's. It can be uncomfortable, too, but that's kind of also part of the fun because it's like, oh, this is awkward. You know, like, we're the only foreigners in this that this town has probably ever yeah. seen. But they treat you so well. Like, on one hand, when I've been to, like, these tourist places, like you said, there's a lot of people want to take your picture and it's very obnoxious and it can totally ruin your, your time. Mm-hmm. Whereas when I've been to, like, these smaller, like... Uh, smaller trips like with friends where you just go into the hometown just hanging out eating good food meeting their family like everyone just treats you just normally mm-hmm. like of course they want to give you like the best of the best because you're foreign friends and like so you do get some special treatment but no one harasses you for pictures and mm-hmm. if they do it's more like oh let's get like a family picture together and you feel like you know what this is totally cool because you're not trying to creep up on me and take my picture <laughs> Uh, granted so, yeah. people will definitely stare at you from like yeah from like as you if you go to these small places you'll definitely be stared at but mm. but that's I think a small price of you to experience it, something yeah. more authentic because no matter where you are in China you're gonna get stares true yeah. even in this day and age even in a city like Shenzhen I had a uh, a guy not I don't know what you call them like these guys who you know, stop the train, the metro, like, mm-hmm. and they stand and they have that stick that says, yes, yeah. you can get on. No, you can't. Yeah. yeah. He's, he, I was on the way to meet you yesterday. He just stood and stared at me. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I pulled a face at <laughs> him. But he was just ridiculous. Yeah, I definitely had those, those metro guys, like, saying, hello, hello. We should have a, we should have a new 2 chick slot at the end of each episode. We give a, a, tell a story about when we were stared at. <laughs> 
Yeah, we'll definitely have enough content for yep. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, we actually have two articles on written Chinese, which I'll link to in this, uh, in our, this is episode 71. Um, one is about some cool tourist places that you might, I mean, not just the Great Wall, but some other, like, maybe less well-known. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, I wrote an article after I went to uh, Chenzhou in a Chinese New Year about why you should go with a friend to visit their family. Yeah. <laughs> so it's actually sort of like, just backs up what you said about meeting meeting people. Yeah, I had a, a phenomenal Chinese New Year, my first year Your in first China. Year. Yeah, because we went with a Chinese friend of mine. My parents came. I had nice. It was spectacular. It was probably my favorite... It was not um, a super well-known... I mean, it was plenty crowded, so there were plenty of people there. And, of course, in the area, it was well-known. But it wasn't, like, one of these nationwide famous places to mm -hmm. go. And it, I had... It was... I loved it. I oh. just loved it. So nice. I think I've been more disappointed in, like, the typical mm -hmm. places. But that being said, there are still a few places that I really want to hit... That I have my my list okay. of a couple cool. places that I really would like to see. Um, one of which I've already been there before, but I'd like to explore more of, and that's Inner Mongolia. Mm. Um, the cities that I've gone to pretty much look copy-paste of any Chinese city. Like, Chinese cities, oh. sorry to disappoint you guys, but they're very homogenous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. Very homogenous. Small cities, big cities, medium cities, they're... They, <laughs> yeah. they look so similar. Yeah. There are very few places where, at least I haven't found any place where I'm like, wow, it's this so is different. so different. Right, right. They are all, they all seem to be following the same model, similar architecture, mm -hmm. similar road systems, like so homogenous. But the landscape in Inner Mongolia was stunning. Yes, I imagine. Yeah. Cool. Like wild horses and grasslands. And it was, it was really, it was. Honestly, it was natural and it was beautiful. Great. Another one that I thought of is Yunnan. I would like to go to that too. Yeah. I've been told. Yeah, everybody talks about Yunnan. At the cool, like April, October, apparently are the good times mm, to okay. go. Apparently. We've heard a lot. I know a lot of foreigners settle there because yeah. they say it's just so stunning. I think it's quite different. Yes. And it's also made up of a lot of um, ethnic minorities. So I think you'll have, it'll be very interesting culturally. And probably, like, culinarily and stuff. It probably just has <laughs> yeah. a lot more diversity than yeah, sure. other provinces. So Yunnan is is one that I would definitely want to visit. And then finally is Xinjiang, as I was mentioning mm -hmm. before, because this crazy drunk lady yep, who yep. was <laughs> trying to get her police, police photo touched up. <laughs> She's from Xinjiang, and that's, like, that's almost more Turkic than... Mm. I've never um, heard of it, if I'm honest. Yeah, so that's like one of the largest provinces in China, but it's oh. so far away and it's not as densely populated. Um, of course, there's a lot of Han majority in the cities, but um, historically it's been more of Turkic because it's it's basically in Central Asia. Yes. So like Urumqi is out there and like the Silk Road went mm. through there. It's um, it's just like kind of, it's more almost like Arab it's more Turkic. Like, yeah. the people... You see... Okay, then in Shenzhen, you always see those people who are selling walnuts. Yep. Okay, and, and dried fruit. Right. And their faces, you can tell yeah, they're yeah, not they, Han they people. Yeah, they yeah, look yeah. so different For from sure. typical Chinese. Mm -hmm. These are from Xinjiang. Right. Cool. Yeah. So they have a... 
So culturally, I think it would be really interesting. Yeah, probably. They've been raising pretty much all the... Because the, they, they used to have a lot of different architecture there, too, but the government's out with the old, in with the new, so they've been raising a lot of those cities. So I don't think mm. you'll see, architecturally, you'll see a whole lot of diversity, but in terms of the landscape and the people, because this is like camels, they still use camel. I remember seeing cool. a camel in Shenzhen one time, a guy from Xinjiang had walked his camel really? to Shenzhen. Yeah, he was on Binghalu. He, nice. As I got off the bus, he was at the bus station with his camel, and it was Trying one of get those. On. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those camels that was out. like really hairy, oh, yeah. like he- heavy uh, yeah. duty camel. I don't know what he was <laughs> doing. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like one of those Egyptian like tall and right, dainty right. camels. It was like one of those super hairy like. Anyway, it was uh it was really funny, but he was from Xinjiang. They still use camels for Jeez. transport and stuff because there's vast deserts. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, those would be really interesting. Yeah, but... Do you have some places on... I mean, besides Yunnan, because we agree on that yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've never been to Shanghai, and so I would oh, still... Okay. I would yeah. like to go just to sort of experience it, because to be honest, it just sounds mental. <laughs> yeah, Shanghai's cool. I mm-hmm. mean, all these places, they have their merits for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I... So I've visited uh, Chongqing before. Oh, I haven't been there. It has a really cool vibe. Um... I just really enjoyed my experience there. Okay. I, I can't really tell you what it was that I I really liked about it. I just felt something like appealing about the about the city. Mm. It was just definitely Yeah, I've heard place. a lot of good things about Chongqing. Yeah. That's in central China. It's kind of part of Sichuan province. Mm-hmm. I yep. mean, it's it's an autonomous region, right. but it's like in the Sichuan area. Yep. 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 That's where we took our boat. We went on a uh, cruise, I suppose you can call it. Mm. Yeah, that was nice. Cool. Yeah. Did you have anywhere else in mind that you were thinking of? Mm, no, not really. They're for the, the time being. For the time being, yeah. Chongqing just always sticks in my mind as somewhere that I would like to visit again, I think. Mm. Um, Shanghai, just because I haven't been. But yeah. I would like to go to Lhasa and mm. Tibet. But I'm afraid I, it, it's yeah. going to be a similar experience to the Summer Palace thing where it's, like, super touristy, mm-hmm. not really well-maintained. I don't know. I I am sure that it's beautiful, but I'm afraid of being disappointed. Yeah. I feel like it's very controlled, isn't it? Yeah. That's what I've read about. Yeah, it. I don't think it's, like, super authentic mm-hmm. anymore. But, well, I don't know. Pictures look amazing. Yeah, the pictures do look amazing. <laughs> I think that was one of those that was on the list mm-hmm. on that written Chinese article. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to leave you with a Chinese word today, mm. of course, we'll leave you with a word for travel, um, which is lu yao. Lu yao. So, cool. um, which I, I like this word. So you can also say lu xing. Uh, so lu yao and lu xing both are like to travel. Mm-hmm. But yo is the same yo from swimming. Yeah. So yo yong. So it's the same yo. And so when Chinese people have explained to me why they've said, oh, because you know when you travel, you're, you're just you moving. know like maneuvering, you know like swimming. <laughs> yeah, I like the idea. I think it's yeah. Clever. So that always sticks with me. So lu yo and then yo yong is swimming. So it's the same. It's the same yo. So those ones really stick in my brain. So you'll put that in the. Show notes, right? I will. Yep. Yeah. This so this is episode seventy one. So you can go to writtenchinese.com dot com slash seventy one, and 
the links will be there. Sweet. And then you can actually add it directly to your flashcards mm-hmm. that's now from the web, yeah, which that's is really, really cool. Yeah, really nice. So you can click the plus button next to the dictionary entry, and if you're logged in, it'll put the... Um, It'll put the flashcard into one of your flashcard sets, and then you can access that on your mobile device and study it in the new, brand new, spanking new study system, which is coming out soon, and it's going to be so amazing. Yay! (laughs) Yeah, and actually, if you... So if you click on the link uh, for travel, you'll be able to see the both characters individually, and you'll be able to look at the the y'all character, like, to see its origins, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Very nice. Yeah, so we'll be back next week with another episode. Tune in. Bye. Bye.